0: A person is only ready to take action when they want to.
1: Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risks, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Today's episode is sponsored by the Valuation Masterclass Online, the complete Proven step-by-step online course to guide you from novice to valuation expert. Podcast listeners can claim your amazing 35% discount by going to myworstinvestmentever.com slash deals. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest May Ping. May, are you ready to rock? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. So, May is the founder of Gotta Ping and a passionate advocate of youth leadership. She has been recognized as a high performer and was fast-tracked to senior positions in multiple global multinational companies while only in her 20s. Nowadays, May coaches high-performing young executives and entrepreneurs to level up future-ready skills to navigate complexity and thrive in tomorrow's world. And my goodness, May, tomorrow's world is approaching us really fast. (laughs) She regularly speaks about skills of the future, youth engagement, and multi generational workforce inclusion as a TEDx speaker and featured speaker for international events, conferences, and podcasts. May is a culture enthusiast and has traveled to 37 countries and counting. May, take a minute and fill any further tidbits about your life.
0: Tidbits about my life, I guess. What's not said is that I really love art. And I like exploration. So that's why, you know, I've really been to so many countries, both professionally as well as personally. And I enjoy meeting different people, mm. right? whether it's, you know, business or in my career or even just walking around in the streets of, I don't know, Ho Chi Minh or something. So I really enjoy that.
1: Fantastic. And when you talk about enjoying art, are you saying like you enjoy looking at paintings or are you like looking at structures and things like that? How do you... What's that you like the most, for instance, when you're traveling?
0: So one of the things I do all the time when I'm in a new country is to visit a museum. So I love paintings because I'm a very, I guess, abstract kind of person. So I, I like to see perspectives, which, which really works well a lot because I work with executives and entrepreneurs right now. So it's always, it's always about perspective, isn't it?
1: Mm, interesting. And yeah, it's interesting too, because that does bring a different perspective I'm um, thinking about a person like me, I'm really logical and all that mm. as, as as I as <laughs> most people know, and therefore some art and other things do definitely bring new perspective to me. So that's pretty cool. All right, well, it's good to get to know you, but now it's time to share your <laughs> worst investment ever and since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be. Tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story.
0: Yes, sure. So as you guys know, it's very obvious, I am Asian. So Malaysian, born and raised in Malaysia. I guess as a typical, in, an, in a very typical Asian culture and Asian family, there are certain rules and like there's certain good paths that you're supposed to take and there's certain right decisions that you're supposed to take as well. And I think, I think respect is definitely very important. But the biggest challenge is definitely, I think, finding yourself and knowing what you're good at and what you really want to do versus justifying that decision to other people. Mm. So I think I think for me, you know, and I think Andrew, I completely resonate with you as well. I'm also a very, very logical person. So when, when someone, you know, asks me about something, I always have a very logical way, justification, reason and say, okay, you know, I've made this decision because of ABC and whatnot. But I do think that you know certain cultures and in certain circumstances, those kind of logic is not particularly welcomed, if you get what I'm saying. So I guess you know for me, the worst investment for me, time and energy to try to convince someone else what you think. And I think this is really the biggest thing that I've experienced a lot, and I think we all continue to experience it. I mean that's something that I really resonate with because I'm an introvert, even though, you know, a lot of people have told me that it doesn't kind of seem that way. But I think as introverts, I'm very protective of my energy and time because, you know, I always I always say that, you know, I'm like an energizer battery, but the battery runs out by the end of the day. So if I spend a lot of time in circumstances that's just so draining or people who I don't resonate with and just creates a lot of drama around every single day, it's just not pleasant and. Yeah, and, and you know, time is something that we we can't get back. And you know, when I was a lot younger I thought that you know what, you know, it's just a couple of hours, doesn't matter. We should make do and, you know, try to compromise and whatnot. But yeah, I think time is really something that I I don't get back, right? I can't. So this is something that I feel like since I founded my company, you know, got a ping and I obviously I'm we're all very busy as entrepreneurs, I feel like I'm I'm becoming more, a lot more protective of my time. And because this is something that, yeah, worse investment. If I could just take back all the time, I tried convincing other people of you know, advising them and like telling them, you know, these are sort of the good lessons that I've learned, like, why not you guys try it? But the person may not be very interested. Like, I wish I could have just like taken back all those time. I could have done something so much more magnificent by now. So, yeah. I'm
1: curious, can you think of a specific case where you really felt like you were going to be able to convince this person and you Mm. couldn't?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I do have a lot of friends who wanted to either climb the career ladder or start a company. So, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, I've done very well in my corporate career. So I was one of like the fastest rising stars in whichever company I was in. So I constantly get questions about, oh, how do I do this? And like, I have this problem, this and that. And then I'll spend like two, three hours every single lunch and dinner. And this is, you know, many people over many, many situations, Okay, giving them advice and saying that, okay, you can do this. What about that? And then this and that. But the thing is that I realized later on that, you know, they're they're just not ready because they just want to whine actually. People just want to express the frustrations, right? They want to complain. They want a listening ear. Mm. So, even though they're asking, but like, they're not really asking. They just want the listening ear, right? So I feel like a lot of those times were just, just a bit much because they, obviously there were also some people constantly, like not just one time, but like countless times having the same exact conversation. So after a while, I just asked myself, like, is it really a good use of time? And am I really helping the person? Because, you know, it seems that nothing was taken away, right? So like, if it's not taken away, am I wasting your time? And i also wasting my time, you know, and mm. how do we go from that?
1: Right. Okay. So let's now think about the lessons that you've learned from that.
0: Yeah. The biggest lesson I've learned from that is a person is only ready to take action when they want to. Okay. No, no, no mm-hmm. external advice or, you know, motivation. Yeah. All those are just really temporary, right? It's like a, what I call the two-day rah You get rah-rah for two days and after a while, you're like, okay, you know what? I'm back in this like miserable hole. Nobody can help me. But they, they forgot that you know just a couple of days ago, you know, they got so much input that they could have really taken it forward. But really, that's really the biggest learning for me. Mm. That's why like now in, in, in my coaching, when I'm coaching like young high performers, the biggest question is always why. Like why do you want it? And like how bad? Is it like, how much do you want to achieve those goals that you say that you're so passionate about? Because if you're expecting motivation from someone outside of you, then, you know, it will, you know, it will waver off at some point. So yeah, Mm. the understanding of people. And I know I love observing people. I love like understanding people. So I think that was like a really quite a big aha for me. And from that point on, and I told myself, okay, so let's not really try to understand what is stopping this person. Like what is going on in this little head, right? Between our ears, mm. what exactly is going on?
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. So let me summarize some of the things that I took away from it of your story. So first thing is the idea of protecting energy. And you mentioned mm. that about yourself and you know, there's a great book about kind of, it's about investing and it's about saving and all that. I read it many years ago called your money mm. or your life. Right, and it's uh, the author is Vicky Rubin, a uh, Robin, and Joe Dominguez. He was the I think mm-hmm. the original author, and it's available I see now as an audio book, Audible yeah. on uh, Amazon, but it's a great book that helps people, young people particularly, to think about how to save and invest over time. Mm-hmm. And what it taught was that you know we normally look at money mm-hmm. as some instrument or something like that, but what they were yeah. trying to explain is that money is actually energy yeah. converted into this mm-hmm. money and now when you buy a TV, you should look at that as how many energy units did mm. I have to expend yeah. to buy this TV and then all of a sudden when you realize that money is not just this meaningless thing in your hand, mm. it is a representation of your energy. All of a sudden, it changes your relationship with money and with your energy. The second part of the energy aspect is that I believe that you know, we only have a certain amount of concentrated energy in a day. Mm. And, you know, we can be up and doing many different things, but that focused energy, I estimate after asking thousands of people this question, <laughs> how many hours can you do focused energy in a day? I would say you're probably talking about two to four hours mm. and, and it's a limit. It's a mental limit and you can push above that for a month or so, but eventually you'll pay the price. And so if everybody has this mental limit of, let's say two to four hours a day, whatever that number is, let's say it's four hours. Mm. then we can say that, you know, some people say, you know, we only have 24 hours in a day, but I would say actually what we only have is four hours in a day and it's impossible to expand that amount of creative time. So the way I solve that problem of energy is particularly I take that time and I use it early in the morning before other people are up and I try to make sure I maximize it. The other part about the energy is that I try to keep negative stuff away and I have a saying that I, a mantra I say in the morning, that is all my words are positive. And I repeat that mm-hmm. to myself. And whenever I find myself in a situation where it's just a lot of negative going on and it'll provide cognitive dissonance, right? The second thing that I take away, it's about you know, advising people. And a lot of people ask me for advice too about things. And what I always do before I give advice, I always say, are you asking me for advice? What are you asking? What do you want? Mm-hmm. And it seems a little bit strange because, you know, on the face of it, you know, someone say, yeah, I'm asking. Mm. Then, but if you actually get people to confirm that they're asking for advice and then it gives you permission to give it hard and fast. And that's what I do. This is my advice on this situation. You ask for it, here it is. <laughs> Next. Right. And then my third thing is, oh, yeah, there's a great <laughs> book. I was thinking, you know, how does a young person overcome this situation when – they do want to change in their life, but all they can really do is complain about it. They can't get out of that complaining. Well, I think practicing that mantra of all my words are positive mm. is one thing. But I also suggest that you listen to another book called The Power of Consistency. Mm. And it's got by a guy named Brandon Long. And Brandon was in prison and he tried to build his vision of what he wanted in his life. Mm he's still 10 years away from getting out of prison. He's trying to build, he's going to be a professional and entrepreneur. He's going to be a good dad, you know, all of these things. And then when he gets out of prison, you know, the question he constantly asks him is, and you're going to laugh because I told the neighborhood kid nearby, I said, every time you see my face, I want you to ask me this question. He says, yeah, yeah, what is it? And I said, how badly do you want it, Mr. Stotts? And what Brandon's reply was, real bad. I want it more than anything else in the world. Mm. And so, you know, those are some of the things that I think about as I hear about your story. Is there anything you'd add?
0: Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. And some of the points that you raised really resonated with me as well. Yeah, completely. <laughs> understanding, understanding yourself, right? Understanding ourselves first so that we can better understand someone else and help them understand themselves, I think mm. is, a, is a really big thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, just because, you know, let's just say that you and I are action oriented and let's fix this problem <laughs> or be logical. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it, there are times that that all of us just need to let it out. So nothing wrong with that. But if you want to move yeah. beyond that, you know, there's yeah. steps to take. All right. So based on what you've learned and what you continue to learn, what mm-hmm. one action would you recommend our listeners take? to avoid suffering the same fate?
0: (laughs) I would say you really need to develop self-awareness. And the first step to start is to maybe take a personality test, Mm. right? If you feel that it's very, because sometimes it's not easy to see ourselves as we are, right? I always suggest people, you know, take a personality test, have a look at the results, ask yourself, like, is this me? And like, you know, to what extent? And some of the strengths that you see, how can I work on that one by one, right? Because the other thing I always talk about also is leadership is self-management. Before you want to lead and manage other people, you need to learn and lead yourself. And the mm-hmm. first step to that is then, again, self-awareness. Yep. If you don't know who you are, then like how are you going to try to manage your, your life and your time and you know, other people later on?
1: Fantastic advice. And there are some great resources out there, like Strength Finders is one that I liked and I took many years ago the uh disk survey type of stuff you know fantastic stuff all right last question what's your number one goal for the next 12 months
0: my number one goal is to spread more awareness and impact on future ready skills because we're in an era of like digitization which like you said much earlier the, the world of tomorrow is pretty much happening right now we're in it right now so the focus is really a bit about like human skills or how can we you know communicate how can we work better with people win-win relationships and whatnot because i think these are pretty much lacking maybe not Mm. just in asia but all around the world as well because i also appear on podcasts with like you know guys from romania and canada and i also hear Mm. the same thing so i think awareness so i'm all about awareness so spreading that awareness first and yeah and then through like through my master classes and whatnot engaging the community so these are some of the things that i will be focused on in the next 12 months
1: Fantastic. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. As we end May, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for the audience?
0: Yes, definitely. Keep learning and keep growing. And more importantly, take action because learning is just learning, right? Knowledge is just knowledge. If you don't take action, then nothing happens.
1: Bingo, take action. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and most importantly, protect our well, fellow risk takers. I'll see you on the upside.